Good morning, everyone. It's Friday. Time to prepare ourselves for the weekend. Some good fellowship, some good input from the spiritual friends we have, pastors and teachers, worship leaders, to watch the body of Christ function in our local house. Uh, it's the weekend, but Friday is a good day to talk about the Lord. Amen. Welcome to our channel. If you're new, thank you for spending some extra time here this morning to check us out, see if um, it's worth hanging around for. I believe it is, because when the Word of God is broken open, the bread of life, fresh life always comes out. Something reveals, something increases in our inner man when we break open the Word of God. So we'll share some thoughts with you today along those lines concerning restoration, to be restored back to the things that God had planned for us. Amen. Don't forget, subscribe if you haven't on YouTube, like us on Facebook, share it with your friends, and they will become friendlier. <laughs> I guarantee it. All right. Well, <clears throat> This has dropped into my spirit this morning, and he, I'm referring to the, uh, the scriptures that talk about being restored back to the original image or the original creation. You know, we have a very vague picture of what it means when someone is going to restore something back. I'm a car buff, you know that, classic cars, old cars, anything in the 60s or 50s and 40s. That was the era of time that I was getting my first car, driving the streets and working on them and racing them. All those wonderful memories of my youth, <laughs> all the good memories. And because of that, I love restoring cars. And my son and I have restored several so far. I watch, he works. <laughs> That's the way I worked it out. Well, not quite that severe, but I have enough mechanical expertise to make sure the key is in the car and there's gas in the tank. But the point of bringing out here is this restoration process is interesting. There's, there's people on the television, you know, on the channels that you can tune in and watch them in their professional um, buildings and shops, and you'll pay $100,000 to restore certain types of cars, and they'll crank it out for you. Well, in the, in the shop, what they say under the oak tree or, you know, shade tree mechanic meant that you worked on your car in the backyard. Well, you didn't quite restore it back to its excellence. You just got it running. I had several cars that I kept the dent. The dent in the side of the car or the crunch in the fender was somewhat, um, you know, like <laughs> like a mark on you where you were you were you would earn something. Never fixed them in those early days. I just drove them. Well, as I got older and had a little more class, we begin to retune and refix and bring back to its original beauty. Big difference between restoring a car so it just barely runs or runs but doesn't look good 
or restoring a car back to its original show, showroom beauty. Big difference in process, a big difference in expense and time, and the talent it takes to take that car back to a place where it would have been on the showroom. Now, God says when he's talking about restoration, he's restoring us back to his original plan. The plan has never changed. <clears throat> Even though mankind has stumbled and fallen, Adam, you know, broke his contract and fouled us up for <clears throat> the centuries ahead. But the promise was that God had a savior. God had someone that was going to come and redeem us back. So we put together Adam, the one who had the promise, the original promise, or I should say the original commands and directions. But he was given, Adam was given the dominion of the earth. This earth has been given to mankind. That's where we rule. Spirits don't rule in this earth. We do because we have been given authority over the globe and over our territory and over, you know, the things that come and go. Why? He said, take care of it, guard it, garden it, grow it, you know, all those things. Now, when Jesus came back, he came back for the express purpose of restoring us back to the original command and the original promise. Both commands are, are here. Genesis to Adam and and Mark and other places to to uh, to to mankind through Jesus. Jesus when Jesus came he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me quoting Isaiah the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel heal the sick and so forth. Now that was that was the command that Jesus came and he came under the covenant and to fulfill the covenant of Adam. Adam's first covenant had to be fulfilled. That's why on the cross he said it was finished before he gave his spirit to the Father and they took him off the cross and put him in the tomb. Now, it was not finished because from that point to the resurrection, to the ascension, to the, uh, <clears throat> to the time with the Father, before with the blood before the father to to the uh, book of acts 40 days later now all these things have to do with you and i being restored back to god's original purpose we were purposed to be sons and daughters working with the divine father and being under him with the same nature and the same abilities if we are indeed in his image. That word image doesn't just relate to physical structure and body size or shape or you know, eyebrows and so forth. It's, 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 the, it's the person and the nature and the abilities and the spirit and the, uh, the understanding that we have that we are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh restoration goes back to that unheard of, impossible, can't believe thought pattern that we could be like God. Am I God? Of course not. 
I'm a son of God. There's only one heavenly father. There's only one Lord of hosts, king of kings. There's other kings and there's other lords. But the king of kings and the Lord of lords is referred to as Jehovah, our heavenly father. Now, We've been finding out as we've discussed this in the last few weeks that Genesis 6 and and, uh, Psalms 82 give us a small snapshot of the whole world of the spirit where there are other Elohims. Now, Elohim is a divine being that God created, and he calls them in those two settings sons of God. There's theologians that try to argue, and I don't think that's uh, it's a good argument. I believe that that what we're referring to here is not just men that are called sons of God, like we refer to ourselves. I'm a son of God. That means I'm a Christian, or uh, you know, I'm I've been born again. But those sons of God were created to work with the Father in the spiritual atmosphere. They do exactly in that world what we have been commanded to do in this world, and that is to be sons sons of God without repute. In other words, perfectly following the spirits, the the, uh, commands of the Heavenly Father. All right. So when we talk about restoration, we can, we can, focus down to someone who has had a broken lifestyle with drugs and alcoholism, and they're restored back to a person who has a good life and is not under that addiction anymore. That's a restoration. We have someone who has a broken relationships in marriage, and they're restored back to a peaceful relationship where there's a bond of love again. That's a restoration. So anything that's taken back to its original, or at least what God intended, is a restoration. What do you need to have restored in your life? Physical healing is a restoration back to God's plan. God didn't create us to be broken in our bodies. Now, if you are, it doesn't mean you're less than or a second-class citizen or that you've sinned or God punishes you. No. The enemy certainly tries to foul up God's beautiful creation. When he looked at us and after he created us, he said, it is good. And when God says it's good, you can bank on it. (laughs) Amen. So we have been made in his image to have a whole body. God wants to restore us back to that position of wholeness and healing. That's why I love laying hands on the sick to see them recover, to see them healed. Also, when the enemy tries to uh, come in or comes in and fouls the thinking, binds the, binds the uh, emotions, causes us to be filled with anger or regret or fear, or anything that has to do with a, a, a demonic or a spiritual warfare that's binding us, we need to be restored back to freedom. So we come and we break that in Jesus' name. You're restored back to peace where you have sleep at night. You have peaceful days. You're able to think again. You see, that's what restoration does in the natural and for the big picture, bringing us back to a place 
where God intended us to be. Amen. Well, I guarantee you that there's some areas of your life that you've never thought about that God could restore. We had a woman in our church for many years that had been separated from her children because of an ugly divorce and the the children went with the father and the father poisoned them against the mother and it was like 20 years or plus. We begin to pray and we begin to call back. We begin to speak restoration. And in a period of time, it wasn't very long, short months of time, they begin to call back. They begin to be restored. They begin to have Christmas together. And she met her grandkids she had never seen. Now, that's a restoration God can do on that level. What do you think God has in mind for you and I just to get saved and hang out in church and stay out of the taverns and, you know, don't steal or kill so we can go to heaven someday. Is that it? Was that his great plan that we just barely get by on this dynamo called, you know, this, this jet engine called salvation and Holy Spirit, and we're just going to creep across the finish line like a loser? Of course not. God wants to restore us to wholeness. And the, and the wholeness of God is the boldness of God. The wholeness of God is filled with courage and filled with vision and filled with hope and filled with insight and supernatural <laughs> wisdom. That's the, that's the wholeness of God. You say, well, that's not my personality. Well, your personality may have gotten run over by a log truck somewhere and you're all broken you don't know it because your family may have been that way and your mother and dad were you know and they were introverts and they didn't like people so you were trained in somewhat of a bondage let god bring you to your personal fullness it's called being restored back to god's plan for you amen well Friday's a good time to just shout a little bit and get excited about the plans of God. Something is going to happen this week in this weekend that is going to trigger a restorative process for you. Something is going to trigger a phone call, a picture, a voice, a song. <laughs> You're going to meet somebody at, at the store. All of a sudden, Bam, 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 bam. You realize God wants to bring you back to a place that you need, that you have not been to for a long time to be restored back to something good. Amen. Well, I love you all. I love you. I, I, I'll tell you, if I, if I knew you, I'd still love you. <laughs> I don't know all of you, but I just guarantee that if I knew you, I'd love you. Bless you today on this Friday. We will see you Sunday night at 6 on our Sunday night special blessing program. And I always look forward to that. Thank you for your prayer. That's the most important thing that you could ever send our way is prayer. Also, thank you for the help you give us on the the Internet with subscriptions and liking us and comments and sharing. Many of you are faithful to share with someone. Thank you for that. Get the message out. 
let's bless others with the good word of God. Also, there's some of you that have blessed us with financial giving. We receive it. We thank God for it. He said he would supply our needs. I'm blessed that you are part of that. You can do that through PayPal if you so uh, want to use that or the address below. All right. Well, until Sunday night, this is George Watkins telling you this. You are better than you think you are because he wants to restore you back to that place that you may have forgotten or have never known. God bless.